This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for Sunday, July 26, 2015. The Gospel is taken from the book of John, chapter 6, verses 1 through 21. The message is by the Reverend Ernie Tracy. I'd like to begin this morning by just seeing how closely we all pay attention. Now, a few, a few of you were here at 8 o'clock, so don't you answer the question, please. In the Gospel reading, feeding the 5,000, what time of year did it happen in? What? I heard back here someplace. Thank you. It was Passover time, which, by the way, would be spring, not summer. Had it been summer, there wouldn't have been all the grass for, for Jesus to have the people sit down on. That's important. I'm not going to get into that this morning because I want, to, want us to give most of our attention to Ephesians. But uh, the lesson is pay attention to the details. John particularly is one of these people who will stick a little detail in that you don't even realize as you go by it. And then later on you discover, oh, it's here for a reason. So just, just a little word about listening to the Scripture and paying close attention to it. I do want us, though, to give our particular attention this morning to the passage uh, in the letter to the Ephesians a letter which, to the best of our understanding, probably was written actually to a circle of churches round about Ephesus. If we look at the best manuscripts we have available, the earliest ones, most of them don't even have the word Ephesus in them. So probably there were a number of young churches, and Paul is writing to them. Now, Ephesians is a glorious and a wonderful book. And part of the glory of it is that we hear the heart of the gospel. But unlike Romans, where it is phrased in the uh, terms of the law and the kind of thing that you might expect Rabbi Paul to give in a classroom. In Ephesians, we have the gospel in the language of prayer. In fact, a good part of the, prayer, of the book is a series of prayers. Our lesson this morning is a prayer. Which is to say, not only is it the language of Paul praying for those to whom he is writing, but it is also the language of worship. Now that ought to raise a special amount of congruity and excitement among Anglicans. Because what has been the means whereby Anglicans through the centuries have learned what the gospel is all about? It has been chiefly through the prayer book. The service is repeated week after week. 
In fact, I was interested when the Anglican Church in North America first brought out their trial versions for the Eucharist and other services, which uh, we're using here. Uh, on the website, uh, under the title, Texts for Common Prayer, it says, Scripture arranged for worship. Now, literally, it's not exactly that. But the idea is to take the Scripture and to put it into worship. Now, with that in mind, we turn to Ephesians, and I beg your indulgence for just a moment as I read our epistle again this morning. Now I'm reading from a very different rendering of it. This is the rendering by N.T. Wright, the great New Testament scholar, and uh, although not now serving as a bishop, Bishop of Durham in the Church of England. And I'm going to start just a little bit before the appointed section. I am the very least of all God's people. However, he gave me this task as a gift, that I should be the one to tell the Gentiles the good news of the king's wealth. Wealth no one could begin to count. My job is to make clear to everyone just what the secret plan is, the purpose that's been hidden from the very beginning of the world in God, who created all things. This is it, that God's wisdom and all its rich variety was to be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places through the church. This was God's eternal purpose, and he's accomplished it in King Jesus, our Lord. We have confidence and access to God in him in full assurance through his faithfulness. So I beg you, don't lose heart because of my sufferings on your behalf. That's your glory. 